Hey there, and welcome to Drunk Distory Presents The Dark Ride, your favorite Disney podcast with a drinking game problem. Here we will rate, chat, and review all the interesting history, unique facts, and captivating curiosities surrounding all the rides and attractions in the Disney Parks universe. My name is Ryan, and I'm here in spirit with my co-host, Adrian. We are two diehard diehards of the House of Mouse, and we started this show because we know it's not just the losers and weirdos who like this stuff. So we're here to normalize adulting Disney files and have a few adult beverages while we're at it. And now that that's out of the way, let's find out what we're going to ride today. It's time to spin that wheel of Disney. Oh man, I probably spoke too soon about the losers and weirdos bit. Uh, well, okay, cool. Today we're going to be heading back to the studios for an inside look at those lovable felt fur balls in Muppet Vision 3D. <laughs> but first, let's get some drinks and some facts and we'll be right back. All right, COVID be damned, we're back via technology to bring you some much-needed dose of Disney and hopefully a buzz to boot. Hi, Adrian. how you doing? Um, hi, I'm glad that I'm speaking because saying that I'm here in spirit sounds like I died. <laughs> <laughs> and just well, we can only be so lucky. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Wrong ride. <laughs> Wrong I mean, ride. Really? Wow, coming in hot. Okay. <laughs> I've been cooped up in my apartment for so long, Adrian, for so, so long. You shouldn't want people dead then. You should want people alive and well and in your apartment. Hey, we both cope differently. I can't I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> true, true. So I'm excited to talk about this ride. Yeah, this is a good one. Attraction a good one. show. I'm, I'm... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, attraction, right? It's an attraction. Yeah. So I'm also very excited for this one. I, I really, really like this ride. Um, but before we uh, get down and dirty into it, uh, let's talk about some drinking. This is a drinking show. Let's sure. talk about what we're going to drink. Okay. And today we will be having a drink that is an homage to the stuntman to the stars, that chicken-loving weirdo that makes you feel okay to blow yourself up, Gonzo the Great. I mean, grapefruits. Gonzo the Grapefruits, which is a mixed drink courtesy of Bob Bloomer, who is some guy from the internet that I found. Okay. Uh, the ingredients of this drink uh, is the juice of a ruby red grapefruit or just some grapefruit juice from your finest and closest bodega. Make sure you keep that social distancing going while you're going to get it. Four ounces of vodka, most likely delivered via your local alcohol store. Uh, a simple syrup made of two teaspoons of brown sugar cooked down to dissolve in an equal amount of water. Uh, this is probably easier if you make a bigger portion so you can just save it for later. Uh, combine that over ice and garnish with a sprig of rosemary. And you can uh, dye it purple with a splash of blue curacao if you must. But I didn't because blue curacao is gross and it'll ruin the drink. Uh, but it's delicious. Uh, it's refreshing. And cheers. It's good. Cheers to you. <laughs> so um, normally, uh, to, to share these chicken loving cocktails with us today, we have a special guest. Uh, he has a grown man's coronavirus beard but he's always but he will always be my baby brother it's my brother and disney aficionado eric hey Yay! brother hey brother welcome to the show <laughs> thank you good to be here uh double cheers again cheers i feel very outnumbered absolutely hear that comment <laughs> i'm using uh, a mug prop yeah 
<clears throat> if somebody wants to know. So, uh, so speaking of mugs, uh, let's yeah. just get into some mug talk. I, <laughs> ladies first. Um, so Ryan. Oh, you? Oh, me, me, me. Uh, <laughs> today, today yeah, I'm drinking yeah. a uh, a a star out of a Star Wars mug that I got at Disneyland. It's the Ice Planet Hoth, and it's like old school. Uh, um, like o- old school, like vacation poster style. Oh, cool! And I love it. Yeah, I'm drinking out of a um, like a Disney Photo Pass mug. Like I found a hack that the photo, like if you download one of these pictures that they they do for you, the Photo Pass cast members, it's like eighteen dollars, but the mug is like fifteen. So I got the mug, and it's got like all the um, you know, all the places on it really nice size and then me and my friends wait so like it's it's the photo that they would have charged you 18 for but you can have it for way less way less if you get it as a mug and then you have a mug instead of a stupid image download so i don't know if that's still knew that ceramic was cheaper than (laughs) digital exactly (laughs) these are the times that's pretty drinking out of eric uh i'm drinking out of a uh bright orange plastic beautiful not from disney at all i'm so sorry i didn't have a disney um beverage container okay. uh instead it a is clean a one you have pl- you have plenty Seuss. of them they're just all dirty <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's fair but fresh out of the washer um fresh from the worst land in isles of adventure possibly is the dr seuss uh green eggs and ham uh plastic cup that i have used on several occasions for drinking alcohol namely in bus i have rides. tried to go to the quick service restaurant at islands of adventure for green eggs and ham like six times oh, and yeah. every time it's closed <laughs> um that's the one that the little train goes through right like it goes like, right above like, hey it, yeah. it's the best uh food you can get there except now they have harry potter land that's better but anyway yeah cool yeah Okay, so um, so let's uh, let's cover some basics on this ride. So uh, our facts have been finded, and here's the lowdown. So the the ride name is Muppet Vision 3D. Uh, sometimes it's referred to as Muppet Vision 3D. Cross that out and make it 4D. Uh, the attraction is in the Grand Avenue area of Hollywood Studios. Uh, this area was once called Muppets Courtyard. But uh, Chapek put in a gastropub and thought a fancy name would disguise the fact that they didn't put any any additional attractions in their big remodeling. So thank you, Chapek. Enjoy your new job. Get out of parks. Cool. Um, <laughs> this area is kind of like the um, when they when they rebuilt this area as uh, Grand Avenue. It's kind of the big entrance to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and allows for lots of crowds to move in and out um, more easily. Yeah. Um, it, can I just say that I like that gastro pub, not in a Disney park, but I like that gastro pub. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I like beer. I agree with that. <laughs> I like beer. Uh, the uh, it was open May sixteenth, nineteen ninety one, uh, the one year anniversary of Jim Henson's death, which uh, mm-hmm. which is a bummer, but kind of cool, kind of a, a nice homage to uh, to the man himself. Um, it is a 3D movie with special effects, including including live actors and animatronics. Um, and some interesting facts about the attraction is that the theater holds 565 uh, guests per show, 
And the, the show is about 17 minutes long, which gives it a theoretical hourly capacity of like, I don't know, 1,692. Um, and that's a number that this ride has seen since never. Um, there's, <laughs> you're always able to get into this ride. It's maybe why I like this ride so much. <clears throat> um, this, uh, this piece of film gold is Jim Henson's last completed Muppet project. So this is the last. This is the the last thing that he did involving the Muppets um, before passing on. Um, so you know that's like a lot of people are thinking like, oh, you know, Disney is gonna take away Muppet Vision 3D and they're gonna replace it with something else. And uh, pe big fans of uh, Jim Henson and the Henson Company uh, are always cite that like, well, this is you know the last thing that he did. Um, you know, the last time that he voiced Kermit, the last. Uh, the, the last real big uh, thing that the Henson Company did, let alone uh, involvement with the Muppets. So um, it, it would be, you know, a real shame if, uh, if the world lost that. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, right? I mean, like, it's, it's you yeah. know, it's like a real, it's like almost like a piece yeah. of history, even though it's like... It's like you know, it should have historic preservation thing over it, right? I, I think so, yeah. Let's, let's, get, let's get the Historic Preservation Society on I'll get on it. I'll get on it right yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. Send an email. Send an email real quick. Uh, inside the attraction, there's 12 animatronics, including our favorite curmudgeonly duos, Statler and Waldorf. And a weird... Yes! Yeah. Our two balcony friends. And uh, a weird fact about those is that the animatronics actually have three arms each. Uh, and the third arm is used when they're waving the white flags to surrender. We surrender! We surrender! Oh! Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a third arm. They don't, like, all of a sudden... Because the arm can't yeah, the pick, robot up a flag. pick up a flag. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of right. sense. Oh, yeah. Much cheaper to build large metal arms than build little Grits. fingers yeah. that can just grab things when you can't look. Exactly, exactly. Uh, this ride does have fast pass. However, as I mentioned before, you won't need it. Um, if you go after noon, uh, there's never a wait, like ever. So maybe, maybe you'll have to wait for like the, the length of the show. Like if you get there right after the show starts, you're going to have to wait the length of the show and that's it. As you yeah. should. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And waiting for that part as we'll get into in a little bit is like, it's one of my favorite parts about this attraction is that, yeah. that pre-show wait. Cause that pre-show is pretty awesome. So the area around Muppet Vision 3D uh, was going to include a Muppet ride and a Muppet restaurant. Uh, we got a bad version of the Muppet restaurant in Pizza Rizzo, uh, mm. but that's like, you know, a, a shell of what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to have uh, like animatronics of the Muppets cooking your food, like in, in like an open kitchen type setting and like chickens running around. Oh, and, and, like, come on. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And at one point I even heard that they were going to have like uh, the rats, like Rizzo the rat and like that little crustacean crab, crabby dude. Uh, they were going to be yeah. like serving you food, like, on, like oh. almost like a conveyor belt system. I feel like that would be like an e-ticket, like a like a top tier restaurant, because that's like having a show totally. in a restaurant. Yeah, that's what the original was supposed to be. That, and now they just make shitty pizza. That's like, what was the ride supposed <laughs> to be? Was it like a roller coaster? Was it an Omni Mover? So know? I do know, and this ride is amazing. So it's always the case, right? Yeah, I mean, always the case, but, but like <laughs> the ride amongst, never even amongst yeah. these like these touted uh, lost rides, this one yeah. is spectacular. So oh, what it was supposed to be, and let us just so what it was supposed miserable. to be is is a uh, you know this this whole area was supposed to be Muppet Movie Land, and the ride was supposed to be a parody of the Great Movie Ride, 
where you went through the great movie ride again, except for it was all Muppets. And it was Muppet versions of the movies. And, and like, you know, Muppet mayhem going on in them. And, like, literally trolling the great movie ride? Just straight trolling the great movie ride. That's so perfect, because I want to troll the great movie yeah. ride. It's a horrible ride. I mean, can you imagine, <laughs> can, can you imagine like, going into uh, the Nostromo from the alien scene and then the <laughs> slow, you know, the slow creep and the slime comes down and then Animal's head comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking oh, so Gonzo dope. for Alien personally, but Animal would is probably the more appropriate choice. Yeah. Then what? So, well, basically what happened is, so Disney and the Henson Company were going through a merger. Um and and this whole big this whole big thing was part of that merger, and then Jim died, and then the merger fell through, and then the family got into a huge legal battle with the Disney company over the merger. The merger falls apart, and then the land falls apart. And it wasn't until a couple of years later, when uh, when the Henson the Hensons like made a well not not a couple of years later it was like like a year later, the 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 creation of this ride kept on uh, going. And then like right before the opening of the ride, they finally came to an agreement, like a backdoor agreement about, you know, what the Disney company would own out of this. And, and uh, you know, it, it ends up being all for naught because Disney bought the, the, the Muppets, you know, years later, but mm. it was a, it was a, for a long time. It was way in the air as far as who would own what, and how uh, how this area would be used, and during that time uh, we lost you know this amazing uh, trolling ride, as well as the restaurant, and uh, and I'm sure like a million other you know fun little uh, you know quirks and and tricks and gags throughout the throughout the land. Although we did, I mean, what's in there is pretty amazing with the gags and everything. You know, they like everywhere you turn yeah. in this area is a new a new fun thing about it. They. Didn't they used to have a few features outside of the ride that have since gone mm-hmm. away? Yep, yep. We'll talk about one of them in a little bit, but uh, but yeah, like they, uh, okay. you know, they still have the um, the big uh, fountain that's got like the Miss Piggy as the as uh, the Statue of Liberty because the whole area is supposed to kind of be like old New York um, and like Muppets take Manhattan type style. So uh, yeah, mm. you know, yeah. And that, that was all because, like, this whole area before it was Muppets Courtyard was uh, Streets of America, New York area. So, like, that's, like, where – what's the what's, – right. uh, Adrian, what's the pizza pl- – or the Italian place called? Like, Mama Melrose? Uh, yes. And, like and, – and it's, like, the, the winter – like, winter New York area out of nowhere. Yeah. For, like, one corner. <laughs> one corner there's snow yeah there's on. like a snowman yeah, they were like, yeah. They were like we need to put a, a shop in here where you can buy ornaments let's uh let's throw some snow on the ground call it a day yeah uh so some uh, some more interesting facts about this ride sweetums the muppet is real i've seen him that lovable large monster runs amok trying to find bean bunny <laughs> as uh as i like the it's a live actor or uh or performer mm. that's inside a giant living Muppet costume. Uh, the film version, uh, like on the screen, Sweetums is there as well. And that is actually portrayed by Jim Henson's son, John. However, the real world oh. version of Sweetums is played by an overworked, underpaid, sweat, sweat laden, pimpled and pockmarked young cast member who's probably just wants like a smoke break. 
And now he's on furlough. Yeah, and now now he's yeah just doesn't have a job. I think uh, it, yeah. he's on furlough for another uh, four days as of when we're recording this. And uh, yeah, yep. Then uh, maybe maybe you know being Sweetums at Disney opens the world to you in in other ways. You know, I don't know what what's happening yeah. in the in the COVID uh, furry market, but I'm sure that he would do <laughs> to get busted. Oh, I'm sure that market is blossoming right yeah. now. <laughs> Social distancing, you know, kind of works. Yeah, they're like, I'm wearing a mask. Don't worry about it. Around yeah. you. It's a mask. You know, if you're going to hug someone, wear, wear a protective person. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is uh, the, the last. Uh, oh, so the film was the film was remastered in 2009 and it looks amazing now, um, which is awesome because it was getting a little grainy. Um, and the, the last little uh, bit of of a factoid that I have about this is that this is the only 3D attraction in Walt Disney World where the glasses are actually called 3D glasses. You know, they always like have like a reason that it's not, you know, it's yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Like it's, it's not it hasn't been like, you know, imagineered to to pretend it's something else. Yeah, exactly. It's you know, that we're in a 3D show and this is Muppet Vision 3D, put on your 3D glasses. Well, one of the charming things about this show is that it acknowledges that it's a 3D show. It, it, it sort of makes fun of that the whole way through, whereas the other ones are pretending that it's not 3D. Totally. Totally. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the glasses were not decorated heavily either. Like, what was that Bugs Life? You get little... You get little, little bugs, yeah. Yeah, little uh, antennas on <laughs> top of your glasses. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, Muppets 3D, it's just the idea of hey, it's this 3D cinema. Yeah, you just get, like just <laughs> the Muppets make just cinema. Purple, That's just purple are. glasses. The Muppets make. They do cinema. it all. They do it all. <laughs> uh, so Eric, um, you know, t- give me some of your your initial memories and thoughts about this ride from growing up. Um, yeah. So I, it's it has stuck with me. It is a it is a favorite ride. In fact, I remember um, you and I have gone to. Disney World uh, with our family again, which we had gone many times, but within the last it was about five years ago now, I think at this point, and it was it was on the list to go there. And um, uh, being very little, uh, I can remember I because I've gone on it since I was very very little. Uh, of course, Tower of the Terror is the ride I always wanted to go on, but Muppet Vision 3D is very dear to my heart. And uh, there are a few things I can remember, which are uh, being way too short in the queue to see the TV. Yeah. Uh, but that also means being up on top of your parents' shoulders, which is great. Uh, oh. But not for other people in the group, which I now understand. <laughs> when you are in a crowd of people and a small child goes on somebody's shoulders, that's the worst. <laughs> um, uh, loving that there, there are a lot of things I can get into later on in this. But one thing I want to talk about is even just soundscaping. Um, there are moments in the show when everything goes dark. Uh, when you're in a black void and there's a certain light echo to everyone's speech. And I remember that making an impression on me as a small child of feeling space. That's uh, so yeah, true. Totally. Nuts. Um, but, and, and now I understand it and I can break it down, but when you're a little kid, it, it just, it just help. It's world building. That's just right. world building. Um, and, uh, for some, there's something just very, very, uh, warm hearty and special about that. Right. In fact, I still love the Muppets to this day. Um, I loved uh, when they came out with the new Muppets movie. Yeah, the Jason Segel one. That nine was years ago. <laughs> it's new now. I say new, but it was nine years ago or something like that. 
Um, and I really, really loved it. And looking back on it, I probably loved it so much because of that ride, because the Muppet show was not prevalent in my life at all. That, in fact, um, if I can talk about Disney Plus for a second, it's a little bit of a heartbreak that they don't have the Muppet show available uh, on That's, that streaming service. I agree with that. Because um, that's just some great content right there. Um, but also, I've been watching a lot of Mystery Science Theater 3000 lately, and I feel like that maybe is filling my Muppet gap, and I don't know why. <laughs> it's a little filling dark, my a little Muppet gap is edgy, never but... something that you should utter, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a physical place. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the Muppet gap can't be seen or touched or held, but it does exist. <laughs> Adrian, how about you? How about some? Uh, what, what were some of your memories from this? I feel like this was the first like good 3D that I ever saw, and my family. I mentioned this before, but we weren't into like the tiki room and going to shows or anything that really wasted time. But we always all enjoyed this one. This was a a must do because it just felt like a really good show, and we were really wowed by everything going on all the sensories were like it it just it really everybody in my family loved it and I thought because people kept saying in recent years like it needs an update it needs an update and when I ran on it recently like in the the past year and I was like I still enjoyed it I still like I love how it acknowledges it acknowledges the stupidity of it that it, it's a it knows it's a 3d show when he like bounces that paddle paddle game at your face it's like it, that's funny to me that's good comedy and i agree with eric i love the muppets to this day and yeah so me too. if you love the muppets i think me you'll too enjoy it. I, I totally agree with you and uh i don't i don't think that it's it needs an update i think that it's timeless like they really have like an evergreen product here there's nothing that really dates it within it you know the Muppets are kind of in a in, in like their own time time frame and timeline, and like from the seventies all the way through now, like the Muppets stuff kind of just exists. I think there's ways to update it without changing it like too much. I think that you can throw in some new fresh jokes for people or some new fresh <coughs> gags that give people a little something, maybe maybe some current jokes like things that are a little more topical. Sure. Yeah, like Rizzo the rat, um, uh, you know, like infected somebody with, uh, you know, is is pizza rat? Let's say. I mean, right. that, the know, good thing like... about Muppets is there's always their their comedy can be so widespread. There's always an opportunity to make totally. a good joke, and it's full. I mean, this thing is oh. full of gags. It's like chock full oh, from the it. from the queue to the pre-show to the actual show, uh, even the exit. You know, like there's there's gags everywhere you look and everywhere you like you you see it's it's pretty amazing um i uh i also love this uh and i remember eric sitting on my parents uh shoulders and being mad that i couldn't see oh you know the tv now because he was in the way uh, so that's that's my <laughs> initial memory oh so you instilled that yeah, guilt in me yeah, okay. doing well, doing well. that's where it comes from okay so uh as you know this is uh, a drinking podcast with a disney problem so let's play Drink That Ride. Drink That yes. Ride. I wish that, you know, normally we have a um, a really cool graphic queued up. Like, I, I, I have a little song for us. You ready for a little song? All right. Yeah. Here we yeah. go. Drinking song? No, like a start to the game song. But not, but not. This is never going to get out of my head. 
All right, oh drink that ride. Drink that ride. Oh, can we finally drink now? Oh my god, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry it took so long for us to get to this point. Let's drink. It's, it's almost like we had to wait in a full ride queue just to yes. get here. <laughs> the pre-show and is I... over. Welcome to the main attraction. <laughs> so true. Okay, so um, uh, the way the drink that ride works is that we're going to rank the rides. And take a drink after each of the rankings. Uh, the shittier the ride, the drunker that you get. Uh, we have a couple. Ca- we have five categories that the the rides will be rated in. They are uh, queue for five points, length of ride for five points, thrill level for five points, the immersion, which is the sights, sounds, and ride vehicles, or in this case, the theater itself, for ten points, and then the ultimate. Uh, category the fun level which is 25 points so the way that this works is that if uh the queue is worth five five total points and you dr- and you rate it uh two points then you're drinking for three seconds or three sips or three of however you want to do it um and we will do that all the way through watch out for uh the fifth category 25 points if it's a shit ride you are in trouble so i've come up with a new um a new um rule ryan oh i can't wait so whoever is keeping score um on the episode in this case it's me you are also the enforcer that everybody is drinking because sometimes we forget to drink so i will be making sure that both of you are drinking adrian the enforcer (laughs) i appreciate that guardian angel aspect there because i might you know, I might lose track. Yeah, don't, don't worry, I got you. Don't let that guardian angel shit go to your head, okay? <laughs> Ryan does not want me to be known as anything except for a devil. <laughs> as long as you don't punish me for drinking out of turn and only encourage that I drink in turn, I think I'll... It's almost like you're like the auditorium. Yeah, you're right? our drinking intern. no worries. I get except it. that my punishment is that I'll mute your audio. So if you don't drink... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first up, Q. Uh, this queue takes place at the Muppet Studio building, and it includes things that you would find in a Muppet Studio, like movie posters and film department offices. And the main waiting area um, where the pre-show takes place is in the prop warehouse. And there's like there's so many gags to look at. So uh, I, I wrote down a couple of these gags because they're really fun. Uh, we have a movie poster of the Pirates of the Amphibian. Uh, and then... Uh, you know, like they re- they redid it in two thousand nine, so like there there's now some like like alternatively outdated uh, Disney movies from the time, like uh, a wild frogs pun instead of wild hogs with Tim Allen. Ah, wow, yeah. But my <laughs> favorite, way to pick good my movie, favorite, Disney. and this one this one is legit. This is this is so I I I like I found this this little fact instead of knowing this. Uh, if you look at the ceiling in that area. There is a literal uh, net that is full of jello, right? So, like, if you, it's like a visual pun. So, like, if you say it quick, like, say that, like, a net full of jello, thick, uh, like, like, quick. A net full of jello. A net full of jello. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which, which, you know, she's like famous from the Mickey Mouse Club and like Beach Party Bingo and like a bunch of other 50s, uh, 50s. Oh, Disney loves a net full of jello. Yeah. She was was uh, one of the original people in the Mouse Club. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so that's like my favorite. (laughs) My favorite is that they have really good. I would have never. All these dumb, dumb things. Um, and. 
for fans to discover that is wild. I know, yeah. I know for real. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I think about the people that like find the hidden Mickey's. I'm like, there is somebody walking around really friggin' like examining every single thing. Like, who's got time? Who? What do you, you don't give a fast pass? Like, it's like wild. I just believe somebody built an app into their phone and they just look around with their camera. And it All right, so check, it check check this one out. So there's also like a little door in this in the queue, and like on the door it says, uh, "Be back in five minutes. Keys under the mat." Right, you know, like like you would like see it outside of like a you know prop warehouse or whatever, and if you lift up, there's a literal mat. There's like a physical mat there, and if you lift it up, there's a key that's embedded into the ground that's underneath the mat. So that's like you know, go find. The key. That's good. That's, great. that's good Imagineering. Oh. Oh, we have to drink every time someone mentions an Imagineer. Uh, oh, near full drink. <laughs> I don't know who the Imagineer was that did this. I do know that Bill Prady, who is like a um, like an ABC dude and a Muppets guy, um, he's the he's the writer. Yeah, he was the writer of it. Yeah, cool. To Bill Prady. To Bill Prady. Does that mean that because they have to clean everything? Does that mean that there's a key polisher when you have to go through and clean <laughs> that mat? You have to lift it up, and somebody's got to really because yeah. you can't. You don't want to really scrub down hard on that key to lose its its nice. Yeah, machine. don't lose the luster, kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, do you guys have anything else about the queue that you want to talk about? Let's, or should we get to some scoring or what? Do you consider, consider anything going on in the courtyard part of the queue? If you wanted to. Sure. Because really, like, uh, other than we're literally talking about basically the holding cell is the queue. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, and like the little walk to get to the holding cell. Okay. All right. Well, one thing I'd like to bring up, because I don't, because again, there's a lot of different, you know, I wrote this when I was very young. Am I wrong in remembering that there was a hot air balloon above, you above the ride? You you right. No, you're, you're right. Right? Yeah. Okay. That used to exist. And it would have big Kermit. It was red yeah. and had Kermit. I wish that I could tell you you were wrong just to see your face. Or maybe it was yellow. I'm not sure what color it was, but it did have Kermit. And, but they did get rid of it. Because maybe because Hollywood Studios at that point had way too many weenies that weren't big enough, but also didn't know there's too many, right? Um, I they just noticed that the Bieber brothers like using the term weenie, and I've never <laughs> used that or heard that until. Adrian, if if I could pull away from talk about Disney for a moment, I've used the term weenie at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do people react when you say that? They, they said, what are you talking about? And I said, look. It gets um, worse you know, if you have to explain it. <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> well, it, <laughs> you you need to explain it. Otherwise, somebody might get really Yeah, you're going, you're going straight to me, too, if you don't explain it. <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> Exactly. Um, but when you have to move a large group of people through, a, uh, through an area or a city block, I, I say, make sure you have a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> That could be taken so wrong. <laughs> I like it. I'm for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that it's, you know, not just working in Disney. It's working everywhere. Well, I didn't say it was working, but I, <laughs> I do still use it. Okay. So let's, uh, let's do some, uh, some points. Let's do some drinking. I'm at three points on the queue. Three points on yeah. the queue. Okay. So you have to drink two, Ryan. Thank you. 
Um, Eric, how many points did you give the cube? Um, a heart and hand, also three points. <laughs> I want to give it more, but in my opinion, a cue has to have a little more variety and movement. And this cue, in my opinion, is sometimes hard to remember because there just there isn't enough landscape. To yeah, answer something. there's a lot going on though, which is nice. Yes, it's it's compact with detail, but it's short. Uh, well, we're going to make it a trifecta because I also went with a three. If I could have went with a 3.5, I would, but we don't work in half. Yes, so, agreed. Cheers, everybody. Drink two. Cheers. <coughs> What's that Imagineer's name again? Something Puffin? I don't know. Prady? <laughs> Prady. But he's not an Imagineer. He doesn't work for this. Um, okay. I just got some rosemary stuck in my throat, and that was... <coughs> That's why you shouldn't put herbs in well, your drink. Well, don't tell, don't, no. <laughs> they're, they're so good. They're no. so herbaceous. <laughs> this drink is delicious. Um, okay, so uh, next up is the length of ride. This is out of five points. Uh, this ride is 15, uh, 17 minutes long. It's a lot of bang for your buck. Um, and 17 minutes for the whole show or including the pre-show? Uh, for the whole show, I think. Wow, that, I didn't realize it was that yeah, long. Yeah, it's pretty long. And you're sitting in those comfy mm. seats with that sweet, sweet AC blasting. So I say just shut your mouth and sure. enjoy. It's good. Okay. Um, so what do you give I'm it, I'm giving Ryan? it a four. Okay. I'm going to give it a three. It's That seems a little long to me. A little long, huh? You're in a big Eric? rush to get, uh, get I... out and do something else? Yeah. All right. Okay. Because I'm also thinking that, like, that I'm sitting in that pre-show area for probably a good ten minutes. I think that this ride is going to take about a half an hour. Of oh time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid. And we I... talked. Yeah, we talked about how I do dif- Disney differently than you and I. Like, I don't use these as breaks. Oh yeah, that's that's what that's how I do it. Yeah. I. I wouldn't use it as a break, but it is definitely, it's a point of interest, but I do enjoy, I enjoy when I'm sitting during the show. There isn't a moment I don't enjoy being there. For the length of the show, it's good, but with the pre-show attached, because the length of it, I have to think I also have to give it a four. Okay. Um, I can't give it a five. It's just, I'm not fully enthralled the entire time. It's not, it's not a perfect length. All right. Okay. Uh, I will drink two. You guys drink one. <sighs> Okay, the next uh, the next category is thrill level. It's out of five points. Well, when it drops you fifty feet, that's pretty great. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> uh, well, I think the fact that we now know that Statler and Waldorf each have an extra arm—that's pretty thrilling. Um, <laughs> I came very close to making a drink today called Kermit's Third Leg. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> there is a reason I didn't make it. <laughs> I don't even think Kermit has a leg, and actually, like he's just like he's naked, and we see everything. There's nothing there. He's he tucks um, it. He tucks it. I've seen him ride a bike. I know that he cannot have. A okay, leg. so uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's not too much thrill, but this 3D is some of the best in the biz, and the special effects towards the end are super fun and engaging. There's a lot of unexpected things that happen, especially towards the end. I think it's kind of thrilling. Like, it's definitely, like, not what I was expecting. You know, I remember going in and, like, having forgot. Like, it had been, it had been some years and I had forgotten, like, 
some of the special effects, and it was pretty exciting. I don't know about thrilling, but exciting. I I remember uh, when I was I'm not I really don't want to omit this, but I've already started the sentence. Um, when I was younger, I would be that person that took my 3D glasses <gasps> off. Like, I did I, the same. I did it all the time. Yeah. I flash it up and down. Yeah, you know, just like, to, I, I would just do that. Check it out. And, um, so I so you I can say that there badass. were points. <laughs> I know. Don't don't uh. <clears throat> That was part of the fun, though. You you tested it. You're like, what's it like flat? What's it like? Yeah. And then like you're flat? like, wow, why what's is it like just double? Is that all the thing is? Is that it's just sort of a doubling of an image? Um, but there would be times where I'd be at certain 3D shows where like something would be coming at me and I'd just whoop the glasses up. So I'm going to say that uh, I think I'm, I can't give it a one uh, because there is a little bit of a thrill to it. Um, I'm I'm gonna give it a two on thrill. I'm right there with you. Oof! Wow. Um, I couldn't feel more different than you. Both. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to give it a what? four. Wow. Uh, I think that a ride of this style of this caliber, you have to consider humor to be a part of its thrill. Um, a little bit, and uh, you know, there's not a moment I'm not entertained i'm not i'm not thrilled i'm not you know, i'm constantly twisting my head and moving it around okay uh i'm engaged on all fronts so i'm gonna give it a but it's not again this is a sit-down theater <laughs> okay so. i will say that one of <laughs> my biggest fine. fears I, mean, I can't i'm not you know and i love roller coasters and drops and everything so it's definitely not a five but as far as my expectations that go into the ride and and how much I'm thrilled by it. Yeah, it's a four. I will say that my one of my biggest fears is walking into a room and having two people like Statler and Waldorf just like rip into every insecurity I have out loud and laugh at me. <laughs> I mean, there's a level there where there's a little bit of like, of, you know, like that dream where you're naked in the classroom. It's it's that sort of thing. But I'm still going to go with two. Okay, uh, Ryan, drink three. I will drink three. And Eric, you can drink one. We're almost done with the technical categories. Okay, we have one more technical category. It's immersion. This includes the sights and sounds uh, and the the building, the the location. Uh, you know everything kind of uh, everything about it that makes you feel like you're in a place doing a thing. And there are so many little detailed Muppet esque jokes. Everywhere that you look, we talked about all the puns that they had earlier. Uh, there, it's all so super entertaining and and uh, and detailed. You know, like there's there's things like you know there's a signboard uh, like at the entrance to it where they have things like the division of decibel department st- uh, with uh, the lead of that department is animal percussionist at large, and they have like uh, Muppet kitchens and pyrotechnic research led by the Swedish chef tippy top cookie guy <laughs> like just like all these like little <laughs> cute cute jokes that are punny and funny and like it's like a dad joke wet dream this whole land yeah that, I was, agree a, with that you. was that smirk on your zoom on your zoom face yeah. was like oh he he went there oh no <laughs> i I hope that your dad joke wet dreamland is not included so many fuzzy animals, but yes. Different <laughs> <laughs> strokes, different um, folks, okay? Too much on um, the strokes. I think that this ride is 
so immersive because it's in on the joke. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It, it, you know, just plays with the three, like we are, in, you're, this is a 3d show and we know it. And everything just comes to life in the theater. Like Eric mentioned, the sounds coming from different parts. This category is out of 10. I am going to give this oh, wow. a nine for immersion. All right, cool. Yeah. Nine's good. Yeah. I, I'm going eight. Uh, I think that, that it has passed. It was maybe a nine or a 10, you know, like there was a, uh, during the finale of the show, uh, the theater gets blown up and a fire truck smashes through the screen with Kermit oh, riding the on the, uh, yeah. right, Kermit. riding yeah. on the, the ladder on the back. And it used to be in the streets of America days that you would exit the theater to the scene of that fire truck smashed into the side of the oh, building. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. And they took that, that away. You know, so they, dope. they took away some stuff that makes it, you know, to me a little bit stronger there. So I'm gonna go eight. Um, I'm I'm also gonna go eight. And there's also something else I'd like to bring up about the old days is that there used to be also the um, the tram ride that was just past the the Muppet uh, movie, yeah. ride, which showed you real, uh, like well not real, oh, but yeah, the you know costume, their version right? of real prop slot and real yeah. wardrobe department and things like that. And the Muppet that even increased the Muppets concept of making fun of that because you're part of the Muppet yeah. studio and their thing and i just think that that helped push their concept um and i just think i felt like that the the what where muppet vision 3d used to fit in the park was much more immersive than how it fits agreed sure but it is still Uh, once you go into its little bubble uh as far as the pre-show and the show itself that those things are are just exceptional Okay, so at the end of the technical round, um, Eric, you have, uh, out of a possible 25 points, you've given us 19 points. Um, Ryan's going to hate this. We have the exact same score of oh, 17 points uh, right now. I'm ashamed <laughs> I only gave it 19. I love this ride. That sounds so low. Well, these are technical yes. um, categories, which means we can't, this ride can't be perfect on certain things like Thrill and Q because they're, Look, those that's, aren't, The Dark you know, Ride is a show that puts everything on even on, on even ground <laughs> it puts it yeah. into perspective it really does yeah so now the game can change right it's, Ryan? it's all up in the air right now we have half the points coming right back at you in fun level this is out of 20 oh, oh. wait a minute wait a minute uh, the, enforcer. the enforcer um uh, uh-oh what do we um, eric and ryan drink two i will drink one. Oh. clear cheers cheers as i was saying and everybody at home. Drink. Oh yeah, I don't think I. I don't. This, I don't know that we talked about that. I, I'm hoping that by uh, what is this episode nine that you're uh, that you're all on board with us. But uh, you know, you should be drinking right along with us, playing this this game. Unless you're yeah, listening to the podcast. Our goal is that everybody. Be, <laughs> our goal is that everybody get drunk while talking about Disney, because then it's kind of acceptable to be talking about exactly, Disney. exactly. As an and there's no better way to get drunk than on the next category. Fun level, 25 points. Unfortunately for us as drinkers, uh, this show is really, really fun. <laughs> uh, it is you know, fun. This, it's a genuinely funny. It has all of your favorite Muppet characters. It has some great corny dad jokes. has some surprises. And, like, really, really solid 3D. Like, it still holds up. It's, it's been going on yeah. for, what, 20-something years? 1991, like 30 years. 
Yeah, I was wondering about that because I know when it came out, it was the red and blue 3D, like the classic old 3D, which I've always preferred because I'm not somebody who likes 3D movies. When that whole like uh, the 3D movie thing hit about five, ten years ago or whatever, and they gave you the the cheap because they finally figured out how to do it without red and blue. But is Muppet Vision 3D still no? Red now it's and blue? got the the like black or the like the very dark uh, lenses. Because I feel like the red and blue, although it the the gray or black lenses, whatever you want to call it, are better um, because they don't skew the color. The red and blue, the look of it, the aesthetic is very much muppety. Yeah, agreed. Which is a new word I just learned today. Yeah, the muppety. <laughs> I never used it as a verb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so fun level. Uh, I'm going 22 points on this sucker. So you got to think about, Ryan, are you sure about that? Because if <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, you have to think about what you've given no, other rides. I have to treat, I have if, to treat so them all equally, right? Like, like, out of... so you would give this a 22, but you would give like Tower of Terror a, a 24. Yeah. You think it's only like just a point or two below the Tower of Terror in terms of like, yeah, I mean, like it's a different having. type of fun, but yeah, for sure. I, I just fucking bring it. <laughs> um, like I, we we've mentioned this before that this category is like Disney is selling fun. Are they delivering on the fun? Absolutely, a hundred percent. Um, but I can't, I can't give it a score in the twenties. I have to go. I have to go. Um, I have to go. All 19. right, nineteen it is. Nineteen it is. I I can never left that theater without like an ear to ear smile. And I've left plenty of other rides and attractions without like being like that was great. Now, do I need to go back on it? That even that whole trip? No. That's that's what's been bothering me. You, yeah, you go, you get your fill. But is that? But that's not necessarily a negative. I don't think right? it's a negative. Sure. I mean, like it does its job. It does it well. Off of one ride, it's a show though. It's basically a movie. Um, yeah. Oh, it's an interactive 4D. Even though it's called Muppet Vision 3D, it really is a 4D experience. 4D movie. Um, God, I don't know. I, uh, I, I think I gotta give it a 20, 20. 20 yeah, that's 20 fun. Okay. Um, cause I, I agree with both your points. Um, absolutely. Uh, and I was thinking about 19 and I was thinking about even as high as 25 <laughs> as, as one of the most fun rides I've ever been on because <laughs> Because I will giggle throughout all of it, but I'm also somebody who giggles on a roller coaster as it's just slowly going up, and I just, I, <laughs> I just, uh, it's. <laughs> In fact, actually, it's funny enough because you bring up Tower of Terror. Um, Ryan and I once we went on with our our uncle and aunt, Uncle Billy, Aunt Colleen, and and Billy was like, um, you you know, it's 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 better if you scream on the ride because I used to always just laugh, uh, so much. <laughs> While going up and down, okay, I'll you try. Your uncle out enough where he said, "Look, kid, it's better if you scream." <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. It's he, like he funny. Said, he said it to me. He said to me in that weird exit area of Tara Terror where there's nobody really around. There's just a bathroom and a gift shop behind you, and <laughs> there's nobody really listening to you. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, 
but no, 20, 20 out of 25 are fun. Uh, it is an incredibly fun ride. It's jam-packed, always entertaining, but um, detail overload. Uh, and um, if you're tired, uh, this ride's not going to wake you up. And it's just, it isn't going to, your attention isn't always going in the correct direction. So um, it's not always the most fun. All right. Well, uh, it it looks like you guys are drinking longer than I am. So I'm going to get my my little sips out of the way. Yes. uh, Ryan, you could drink uh, three. I will drink six. And Eric, you can drink five. All right. I have the scores for everyone once we're done here. Cheers. Okay. Oh, Jim <clears throat> Okay, so um, did you just um, yell Jim Henson? Yeah, that's what I do after I take a drink. <laughs> I channel like, normally. Channel like you're Jim like you're possessed by the Holy Ghost. You're like, oh, Jim Henson, <laughs> oh, Jim Henson is in <laughs> the room. I feel it. Jim I believe. I believe. He's mad at me because I gave the last ride that he <laughs> he uh, worked on a 19 on fun. Um, so, um not this is kind of funny um the brothers have the exact same score of 39 out of a possible yeah, yeah! <laughs> familial experience um, <laughs> i have a give it a 36 out of 50 um that means the average for this ride is okay. 38 out of a possible 50 not bad that, at all that feels so appropriate let's see it does it really feels where's like, that, like where's the right that number. i would have loved to see it crack 40 but it, it looks makes like sense. that puts it somewhere so our right top- around uh like second, uh, no, third up, right below Expedition Everest. Oh, right. what's it beating? What what is it better than? Well, it's better than a lot. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's losing to Twilight Zone and Expedition Everest. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and as it should. Yeah, I that sounds about right. Um, yeah, and our current our current low ride got a score of nineteen, which was the railroad. Our highest has a forty-eight point five. That's the Tower of Terror. So this is about ten points, ten and a half points lower than Tower of Terror. Look, um, there's a lot of rides out there, but if you pin me down right now and said what's the best Disney World ride ever, I I would say Tower of Terror. And then if you said pick one better, I don't know if I could. Eric, I agree with that. And the kind of funny thing, the start of the 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 idea for this podcast came because Ryan and I were having a conversation. I was like, Tower of Terror might be the best ride in Walt Disney World and he was like I don't know we got to score it and but that's my feeling. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think that I didn't realize I don't know but Mission 3D might really kill it in the fun factor. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I agree. I'm I'm thinking that Terror Terror is going to stay the top, but we'll see because we haven't done a lot of good ones like Space Mountain or Splash Mountain yeah. or you know, so, there's a lot more to come. Is this a must do? Yes. I agree. I, I would say yes, but also the last time I've been to Disney World, it was with you, Ryan, and it was, uh, I'm sorry, it was it was at um, uh, Hollywood Studios. Now it's called Hollywood Studios. <laughs> I got to remember now, Sam Jam. Um, there was no Toy Story Land or Galaxy's Edge. Um, so the must-dos have always been Tower of Terror, Muppet Vision 3D, Star Tours, and of course, Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, and Star Tours and Muppet Vision 3D are in the same area, and Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower Terror in the same area. Uh, but now Toy Story and Galaxy's Edge are right there next to Star Tours and Muppet Vision 3D. Does it continue to be a must-do with all of that? 
next to it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my answer is yes too, but but I yeah. but I don't know because I haven't been to it. But if I, you're spending the whole day at the park, yes. If correct. you're using this as like a run in and do three rides, I, I, I would no. agree with that, Adrian. I, I would be bummed if I went because I only go to Disney World not every year anymore. I would be bummed to not go to Mup Vision 3D. That's true. So I go to Disney World like multiple times a year. We're averaging around three, but now with this thing, my average is going to go <laughs> down a little bit. But well, well, um, they take three quarters of the year away from you. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I must. All right. Do. So I got a question for you both. Yeah. How drunk are you on a scale of Sam Eagle to 3D Waldo? I think I'm probably like right around a gonzo chicken, oh, which man. means that I'm okay in a group of my friends, but I'm worried about getting fucked by some purple weirdo. <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> you know, I was watching one of the, I was watching the movies today and one of them mentions that Gonzo might be a turkey. Ah. Which makes a little more sense about his real chicken pedophile vibe. Yeah, what the fuck is Gonzo? What he is? Well, he's he's the great. Gonzo is the great. That's true. He is the great. Um, I'm gonna say I'm Mrs. Okay. Potts because I feel like I feel like singing. Yes. Would anyone like to hear me sing? <laughs> anyone? Anyone yes, in the right world now, ever? Please, please do this. No. Okay. I'm not gonna torture our our, our small audience that's trying okay, we're trying to grow good. here. <laughs> Eric, how about you? What do you think? Uh, what what character would you uh, say that you're uh, as drunk as? I I would say by the by the time that this alcohol fully fits through my system, I'm an animal oh, to God. <laughs> as in I'm yelling, "Yeah, let's go, let's go!" And then eventually it will uh, <clears throat> break down into non coherent. Just. <laughs> <laughs> What is Beaker? Well, I mean, what is Beaker supposed to be? Like, a, he's like he's a Beaker-shaped orange. Yeah, oh, he's like a, a test tube orange. The Beaker test tube with a mouth. Well, it's 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 Doctor Honey, uh, Doctor Bunsen Honeydew, and uh, and, yeah, uh, and his love slave. And yeah, <laughs> I never ever put together that he's supposed to look like a Beaker. I don't think I just was... he doesn't actually look like a Beaker. Oh, I thought that's what the that you that's what you meant. But okay. no, well, well, he's very feel... thin. He's very thin at the head, which is what a speaker would <laughs> be. Very, he's very thin at the head. But but then yeah. he continues just to be thin. He's I don't like know. A, like a test tube baby. True that. Yeah, exactly. He's more like a test tube. Well, we're yeah. going very Let's long, so we got to wrap so, up. Uh, in closing, uh, thank you guys very much, uh, Eric. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you very Thank much you, for having Eric. me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. The Dark so Ride fun. is presented by Drunk Distry, and it's available every Wednesday on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts uh, are available. We're now on Apple, so check us out on Apple Podcasts. Uh, the show is free, but you can always pay us by simply liking, subscribing, giving a five-star rating or review, or telling a fellow Disney Parks-loving friend to listen. Uh, if you want to give us money, do it. That sounds great. Go to anchor. Uh, go to anchor.fm, and you can do it using Stripe. You can hit us up at drunkdistory at Gmail for comments and hate mail. Uh, also, please follow us on Instagram for lots of great uh, Disney Parks content at drunkdistory. Thanks for joining us, and remember, always keep your kingdom cool.
our visions, but only